When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus. Stay chill or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. The podcast you are listening to of Holmberg's Morning Sickness is brought to you by my friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Trust me on this one. You've had barbecue before. But you haven't had it this good. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com. There's only one Eric's Family Barbecue location in Arizona. That's right, just one. It's in Avondale, and it's worth the drive over and over again. Barbecue restaurants that have several locations usually cut their quality for expansion. Not Eric's Family Barbecue. Eric serves Texas-style barbecue that never disappoints, always delicious, never rushed, and prepared to perfection. Now, we know brisket is king, but have you tried their pulled pork with coleslaw? It's a match made in heaven. Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Go to ericsfamilybbq.com for more information. Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. My name is John Holmberg. There's Brady Bogan. There's Brett Pesley. Big Dick Toledo rounds it out. This is the Morning Sickness, and we're ready to go for yet another day. And as we start the show, Brady slides me a paper right Uh-oh. off the bat. A CD. Compact disc. 40 years old. Wow. <laughs> Your eyes did what mine did. It came out in August of 1982. It is a 40-year-old thing. Happy birthday, compact disc. The greatest scam perpetuated on American music ever. Why? Because for 10 years of it, they couldn't figure out how to make the thing not get ruined or skip, and then they tried to tell us our car radios were capable of playing. That was a decade of horrible performance. From You had to spend so much money, and even still, it would skip, it would get stuck. The CD player in the car sucked from 86 to 96, and then they kind of figured it out somehow. But man, I went through stereo after stereo. and You'd scratch them in your uh, car and everything trying else. To, trying to figure out how to tote CDs around. The tapes were bad, but... You also were in a Jeep. Too, it didn't matter. It was bad for everyone. Anyone who had it. I had a friend who had a Camaro. Not my Buick Skylark. Your Buick Skylark smooth. sucked, Your too. track Look, you listen to Leo Skylark. Sayer and Elton John. Nobody cared if it <laughs> skipped at the time. Your Skylark had a crappy one just like all the rest of us. Anyone had. coming out of the, uh, the, the company, GM, you know, GMC or Ford or whatever, yeah, yeah you had... Uh, the aftermarket one seemed to be a little bit better. Ten times worse, Brady. I had I about bought, I mean, the one I got was... Uh, yeah, you're just, you're just argumentative for the lucky. sake of it. You're trying to have a good experience. No one on their right mind had a good CD player in their car. They thought they did. If you went back today and listened, you'd be like, what was I thinking? 
It would move the CDs. The CDs were manufactured crappy. They skipped. And you got to clean scratched them. Scratched and they had to clean that. them. Nah, yeah. it, it, the CD is the single worst thing that ever happened to to the way music was produced for us. Worse than the cassette tape. Did you have the big CD wallet to the book? Oh yeah, stuff? everybody oh, yeah. Did. Yeah. sitting in the middle of your car. Yeah. That massive thing. You thought that was better than the cassette briefcase? Yeah, yeah. driving, you, going. Oh, well, well, seventeen pages later. Yeah. Oh, there's that ministry CD. I want you to didn't grow up here, so the cassette briefcase wasn't happening. Uh, it melt. You couldn't have it here. Yeah. You, you could have it maybe for a couple months a year. You'd have the cassette, but you couldn't have that that tackle box of yeah. cassettes. It was here one in tape in the car at a time. Maybe it. two, yeah. <laughs> maybe two, and you had to be very careful about where each one. If you left your cassette in the radio, it would melt. Yeah, I remember plenty of times when I was like, finally CDs, and I got the pullout thing. All those all those decks for cars back then were awful. Just another thing just you had awful. to carry when you left the car then. Your radio and the right. cassette briefcase. Terrible. Oh, it was just awful. Everything about <laughs> CD photo album. Everything about it was your bad. Your pager. Yeah. The only, the only missing element to how good music delivery system is today is the tangible album. Like the cover and the reading yeah. and all that. That's pretty cool. I, I miss that. But the, the sound, everything about it's better. Man, I, the CD is 40 years old. My first one was like 1988. And then shortly after, I put one. I put a CD player in my Jeep, and then I had a Ford Bronco that might have had a that might have had the worst one of all of them because it would eat CDs like nobody's business. Oh, just you put it in there, and you'd hear, and you're listening to the Spin Doctors for the next year of your life. That's all you're getting. Horrible, just a mess. That was yuck and yuck. So, f you, CD. I'm glad you died. I'm glad they don't make them anymore. Because what a joke they were. Just terrible. The one that was good that didn't make it was those mini discs. Mini discs were awesome. Because they were tiny. They didn't skip. Come out with them right off the bat. They worked even better than a CD as far as getting you from song to song. It was incredible. Yeah, I loved the mini discs. Because the thing about the CD, it was only a little part of the entire disc. It wasn't like an album. Went all the way across the information. I don't even know how they work. It was right on the first... As I understand it, it's like the first quarter. I thought it inch. rolled like like up and down it, like back and forth. It didn't go in a circle. It spun it, and then the laser just kind of went like kind of jiggled it. Yeah, but it uh, I don't. It doesn't go read all the way across like a, an album, a needle on an album. I have no idea. Mm. I just know that those stunk, especially in the car. And then you get it at home, and your CD player was okay, but loading, unloading, doing it was just a pain in the ass. I had one of those sixty disc changers too, and I don't remember what was in de- slot thirty nine or whatever. It's like, oh come on! And then the uh, the the jewel case was also the worst invention of all. They break the little tabs on the end would come oh, off. Yeah. You have to lay and rest. If tape up, f the CD. You on your 40th birthday. Yeah, average sounding thing. Tinny sound. I never thought CDs were real clear because they got rid of the album thing. Digital made me realize how bad CDs are. They, they, they sounded like really. Some were definitely better bad. than others. Yeah. Oh, they were. Well, as far as the quality of a CD, you couldn't get past the tinny. It had no low end, especially the first few years. It's like they just didn't have a good setup. They just sounded cleaner than an album. I hate CDs. <laughs> I remember this one, too. Uh-oh. Uh, you weren't anything until you rollerbladed with a Sony Discman on your yeah. hip. And that was I the, remember those. Those things skipped yeah. like crazy. The thing that would piss you off was that they kept selling things Anti-shock. that would tell you, oh, it can play your CD player or your CDs. This will play like you had the Discman, you had like mobile ones, your yeah. car. And none of them were, were good. No. They were all crap. And we're like, I'm, I, I'm just bitter because I spent so much money trying to find something that worked, and it never did. Till like 1998, my first car that actually had 
a good one was my Dodge Ram pickup. That was like 97, 98. The other good thing was when they when they got into the recordable discs, then you could record stuff on there, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then it doesn't play in yeah. only things. your player. Yeah, that was another. Yeah, those CDs were the first, my first introduction into technology scam. Like you got all this stuff, and eh, I got to upgrade. Eh, I get better than this. I got to get better than this. I got to, and it just kept costing and costing. And then they started to charge you twenty bucks each because they put in those giant cardboard boxes. Oh yeah, so you wouldn't steal it from Tower Records. Uh, again, f- you CD Brady and your forty-year-old story. You hand me yeah, twenty bucks and one song you wanted to hear on that whole album because yeah. you couldn't buy yeah. singles because you time couldn't either. do singles yeah. either. Yep. Uh, anyway, approximately a. Uh, uh, in 1985, three years after they inter- uh, had them, they realized, oh, we can fleece people. And it caused an entire nation to go out and buy all new equipment that wasn't any good yet. 2,600 CD titles available, which is a lot. That is a lot. And then they have, most of it was like uh, classical stuff, then pop and rock, and then they just took over when rock. They, they fleeced the, they fleeced dirt heads. <laughs> Third heads who were in the middle of the glam era were like, this is going to be amazing. And I was one of them. Idiot. I got enough enough on yeah, CD, I had, bro. I had enough enough <laughs> on disc, bro. Don't touch it. Get fingerprints on it. Fly high, mix it. Fly mix it. Fly mix it. No, just got to hit the dash. I don't want to hear enough enough skipping. I, I, I mean, look, it's just no good. Speaking of things I don't want to hear, I'm going to go to Corey Feldman tonight. Are you? You're in. I'm going. You could have had the interview, too. I don't want it. I I didn't want to talk to him or meet him or anything. I I, I was going to call and see if he'd do the show earlier, since I don't like staying out late, since he wouldn't do the morning show, because he's like, I don't like waking up. You asked to come on our show. I don't like waking up in the morning. Can you do it in the afternoon? Then it wouldn't be a morning show, would it? Just tape it. No. What time's your show start? Eight. I'm not asking you to do it at a different time. Why don't you tape, tape it and run it so I can see it myself live? So my friend Brian's like, I have to see the crowd. I have to. And he's kind of convinced me that might be worth the all night. Take a look at Corey Feldman. Who goes to this and means it? Like, I think it's a bunch of me and Brian's that are going to be there. to be. Like, joking. Like, There's look, some diehard fans. I don't know if there are. I, who's going to go seriously? There's, a, there's a, a gaggle of crazy hens that still Who? love him. I, like, I, I, I think you're wrong. I think it's a, I think it's a group of audience members thinking that and we're all going to go and look for them but essentially we're all looking at each other because there's a couple of guys who love Corey Feldman the whole group is just there to see who goes to see Corey Feldman nobody knows what Corey Feldman sings let alone that's why I'm saying they're living off of uh, you know 30 years ago 20 of the films but what songs he's not 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 songs that's the fact to meet the celebrity but you don't get to meet him he's on stage this isn't a meet and greet they're thinking they're I I don't know they might be selling that no, it's just tickets to Corey Feldman. That's it. He's live on stage with his angels. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what songs he's going to do. And I don't know who in the world is like... You couldn't purchase a VIP package? There's one uh, with, with him and Mickey Thomas. Really? From Starship? I guess so. <laughs> is Mickey going to be there tonight? <laughs> he's got nothing else going on. Why not? This is what this is a Feldman tune I might hear tonight. Let me skip ahead here. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and what do I even say other than hey <sighs> well that's why they're introducing an all new Bumble 
with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. That's horrible. Wow. That's worse than I thought. This is going to be fantastic. Got one with Snoop, too. <laughs> okay. Oh, Snoop Dogg did something with Corey? He was high well, that I remember day. you pay 150000 Yeah, but how high minutes. did Snoop Dogg? To, Corey Feldman calls it's going to be more than one hundred and fifty grand. He's digging deep on that one. I'll skip ahead a little bit. What is it called? <laughs> oh, no. It's one of those. He just unsold the ticket. There's no way I'm going to this. No wonder Marilyn Manson tried to sabotage that. <laughs> I don't blame him. That's yeah. Gorilla Thank Manson you, Marilyn Manson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and maybe Marilyn Manson will have a, another uh, little trick up his sleeve to wreck tonight's show too oh, let's hope so. Corey keeps saying that he's chasing <laughs> he him around the country and he just keeps pranking him it's like uh, Dennis the Menace and Mr. Wilson your tickets are good our bus broke down right. ah. I'm gonna make the show but I don't think anybody actually buys tickets to see Corey Feldman like Brian and I are buying tickets to see who goes to buy tickets and it's gonna be an audience of people looking at each other going ah we're all in on the same joke <laughs> let's go what do you think a hundred people go tonight maybe i can't imagine it's more than 100 folks that's a that's a big venue yeah. for well come on where else are they gonna go i mean rock bar maybe marquee was like oh yeah we could pack this place no i think Corey has to there might be um an added it. 10 or 15 that'll go there just to say hey, what's up homeberg we'll <laughs> that could be now if now i've yeah. hey homeberg i'm here for the same reasons I mean, it's and and then if Brady's right, and there are some women there that are still big Corey Feldman fans. What I'm saying is, ten, ten to fifteen. Oh yeah, people. that's all I'm looking for. Well, yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. But there's I don't think be. there's a group of them. Like I think individual. I think you're going to see a lot of individual crazy ladies. I think this is this is the one where rushing the stage, getting arrested, maybe trying to stab him, something weird like you know those nutty type of people that go to shows. Security better be high because I don't think normal people go to see Corey Feldman. I think it's people like me who are willing to hate watch anything and get the get a kick out of the audience who likes it, and then desperate women who had some sort of a strange connection to Corey Feldman when he was in Lost Boys. Yeah, there's gonna be some broads out there. I loved you as Mouth and Goonies, right? And then they bought his records, and they're like, his, I, "It can't be much, but I'll go to that tonight. That'll be fun." I wonder if it will be uh, like a VH1 storytellers in between yeah. each song. I hope so. Golly, I hope so. Because the stories are going to suck. He's a mess. And I'd like to see that mess live. And I'm, I'm going to go tonight. Uh, and then uh, we need to talk about Manti Teo. I watched the, the uh, documentary oh, about yeah, Manti Teo. Let me uh, tell you this. Because it, it elicited tears in my household. The... Uh, what it did, uh, if you haven't seen it yet, Untold is the name of the documentary thing. The girlfriend who wasn't there or something like that, they call it. Um, it's about Manti Teo, the Notre Dame linebacker who was, you know, two times he was up for the Heisman, two years in a row, junior and senior year. Goes through this uh, really illustrious, amazing career at Notre Dame. Uh, gets him to the national championship game with a little help. They acted like he did this by himself in the documentary. And it made me realize how... We all have got to stop relying on documentaries as our source of information because 
It's so sweet. Um, what happened to the guy? Was it horrible? This dude uh, in... Uh, so you believe he was completely... Oh, uh, he's yeah, out of it. Yeah. You watch this and you realize this... Here's the thing about Manti Teo I learned. He's gullible. He was raised as an incredibly... Gull- and it's not a shot at the Mormon church, but he was raised as an right. incredibly gullible Mormon. That the the Lord has a plan for him and everything that happens is good. And he can pray away anything that's not right. And I got that right off the bat. Um, so he was he was just easily swayed to good feelings being absolutely the right thing. You know what I mean? Like somebody makes him feel good or something happens, he's like, I'm here. And he was also charged by the Lord to be a helper. So somebody that had a problem, they could go, man, I sure could use a little help. He was, if it wasn't this, Manti would have taken his fortune from the NFL and handed it over to some Nigerian prince. He's that type of person. That was what I got off the first 20 minutes. Then, well, because this guy, uh, this man posing as a woman, who, by the way, now he switched or is going through the process. And Manti didn't know that before the documentary at all, that the dude that got him is now transgender, whatever they're going on there. So that character that he had was... It wasn't a character. The dude, well, the, the dude was. That's who he wanted name. to be. Lonnie Kakui. Yeah. And uh, and uh, not even what he, who who he wanted to be. He just it was him. It, he wasn't pretending like it was like a guy, but he just had a real high voice, and, he, and then he had the the Facebook page, and that's it. And Manti did no research on this, like nothing. This girl for three years he did. Like the, the same story applies. Three years. This incredibly uh, gifted and, uh, you know, high-profile uh, college athlete had a girlfriend at Stanford for three years. And this was in the days of Google at its height. I mean, Ask Jeeves was around. You had multiple options to search At someone. Notre Dame, right? At or, Notre Dame, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she's at Stanford. Oh, supposedly, gotcha. Supposedly. Okay. And he's at Notre Dame. But she's at Stanford uh, going through the thing and then uh, uh, gets into a car accident. And calls and says, hey, it's uh, Lenny's brother. She's been in a terrible car accident. And, uh, you know, all she's, the last thing she said was your name. And so in his mind, still has never met her. He's like, let me put the phone next to her. So the dude's on the phone going. Oh, Darth Yeah, while Manti's going, I love you. You're going to make it. I'm here. And he goes. And then she would whisper, Manti. As she was in her almost comatose state. He is reading this soap opera as his he's her miracle sent by God to cure her from this. Again, brain isn't working right. Yep. And he goes through this whole thing, and uh, she comes out of it. But during the car crash investigation and uh, medical procedure, they find that she's got leukemia, this fake person. So not only that, no, now he's got to cure Man. her. Of, now he's got to lay hands on this via the phone and cure the leukemia. What they didn't focus on was, and they, they dabbled with it, was that Manti was also probably hosing some chicks at Notre Dame. And they kept it like kind of like, because the pictures were coming out of him with girls, and then the, the fake girl back in Stanford's like, you can, you know, I can't believe you're, you have time for all these other girls, and you didn't even have time to call me. So they started to have a little fallout. Then they, they worked it back out. And then she decides, or the guy decides, like, I'm in too deep. All he wants to do is FaceTime, which was still a thing. Uh, all he wants is pictures. All he wants is me. Like to, I'm, he's going to fly out here, uh, and in three years' time, he never did. His friends were like, "This is weird." And so he was no. getting influenced by his friends a little bit because that's what I was wondering. A like, few of them. How do how do 
friends not say three years you haven't met her he wouldn't yeah. he wouldn't tell his parents that he had a girlfriend because he knew his dad would be like you've got a girlfriend and you've not met her so he's like I knew my dad would give me some guff on that so I didn't I didn't tell him until she was dying and then so she dies on the same day as grandma the classic story of his grandma died that morning Lene died later that day he dedicates the whole season to him and you're like wow this the the, the poor sap kid was duped I saw him as a doomed figure that was going to do any of this anyway. So then the documentary, just to kill it for everybody, because it is kind of one of these things that Megan's crying. This poor guy ruined his life. They go through his time because he gets drafted by the Chargers. And he fell in the draft pretty hard. Yeah. Because how do you get a guy to be your middle, middle linebackers like quarterback of the defense? You want a, you want a strong-minded leader who knows what he's doing, not somebody who's easily fooled. Not somebody who's, and it's been proven, that is a little naive and uh, not together. Just be a good leader. Yeah. How's he going to be the guy you're like, all right, we're going to give you uh, yeah. you know, $20 million and say, you're the, you're the star of the defense. You're the face of the defense. I want you calling. I want you to be out there. And at Notre Dame, he was a stud, but it was college, which is different. So he gets to uh, the pros. And everybody thinks Manti Teo is like, you know, because of that whole situation, just never made it. He broke his foot the first. I remember the Steelers were huge Manti Teo guys. And I'm like, oh, God, we're going to end up with the dude with the fake girlfriend. So I had my fingers crossed. They didn't draft him, and they didn't. Nobody did in the first round. But but what I remember them playing in the preseason game, Manti Teo basically broke his foot the very first preseason game. And then came back midseason, bust his foot again later. Next year he busts his foot. Year after that, he pulls his Achilles. And they're like, his NFL career never took off because he was never the same person. I'm like, no. Just play. He had a broken foot. And uh, for a linebacker, you're never coming back from that. The documentary makes it seem like it was all because of this person. I mean, the person was a crooked piece of garbage. There's no doubt. I mean, the things that she was manipulating him with. It was the doctor. And what Phil. happened to her? They get in trouble? No. Yeah. It's Just weird. walked away. And again, Manti forgives her. Him. I forgive the family. I forget, and it's just basically all this. Not- it's the Doctor Phil episode where the old ladies, you know, it's the flag lady down at the. Yeah. Bay, you're watching, going, I can't feel sorry for you. You know, every single thing you should have done, you decided to turn a blind eye to. Every red flag you decided to say, no, it feels too good to have this be real. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna uncover what is obviously not right. Uh, you know, nobody can, nobody can call me on Facetime. We've never met. You're not curious. You're not, you know, you don't want to beat off on the phone with me through FaceTime. That's what everyone in a... Look, married guys even, after 20 years of marriage, if they're out of town for a few days, will FaceTime a beat off with their wife. You don't want to watch your wife doing that after 20 years. It's clinical at that point. But everybody said, show me, you know, nothing. Show me your boobs. She'd send, like, pictures. But I don't I don't know what was going on. It's it, And then I realized while I'm watching, like, man, can they take a documentary and manipulate the crap out of an audience so much like making of a murderer and all that stuff. Just manipulate an audience into thinking this is all bad. But it was just like that lady sending money in books. I watched it going, you idiot. You you moron. Like, this is not something that normal people would sit back and say, if she's not FaceTiming me and she won't come out to see me and I haven't met her in two years and all she did when he'd get mad, she'd, go, she'd, she'd, uh, she'd play on his religion. And she goes, pray with me. Pray with me to the Lord. And he'd be like, uh-oh, she wants to pray. And if I say no, that means I don't love Jesus anymore. So, of course, he'd start praying. And, and you know, that was when they, it, it, they were together because God The other thing is, it's, it's, it's tough 
it makes you look at that, uh, the person that's doing it, like the Tinder swindler or whoever it is. Yeah. You're like, man, it just uh, blows you away that a person will bilk someone out of everything and doesn't care if it destroys that's, whatever. That That's the yeah. thing that is impactful for me on that. I'm looking back and like, yeah. how could a person... There's two feel good about completely. that, and it just it's removed. Two different sides. The the bad guy is looking for targets. Yeah, and that's what you have to realize is to not be one, and that's what Manti was. Uh, but a high profile super target. It was. It's it's amazing that he pulled it no off. No one in his life turned and said, "Manti, enough." Like this person is gone from your life. Like and we connected. And here's the other thing: no money. Was there money involved? No. Because it was just hot all- girl pictures. On the Facebook page. And after the car accident, he didn't Google her name, car accident, Orange County. His friends did. And they were pointing it there's out. There's nothing. Yeah. Like, she doesn't exist, man. Like, there, like she, there's zero evidence of her being in the hospital in this coma in a car wreck that happened. We have times, dates. We know where it happened. And he and denied. No news. Just kind of, nah, come on. Flat Earth. Yeah, it, it, pretty much the Flat Earth guy. I don't feel bad for anybody that's Me that effing either. stupid. And I start to, what a yeah, moron. Like the Tinder swindler thing is women desperate for money. Manti Teos was, this girl's hot. And she was. The pictures that were on her Facebook page, she's really pretty. She looked like Jessica Alba. But the lie of the whole story to me, I want to do a documentary about how this documentary tried to fool you. Like yeah. an Adam ruins any, everything. He's like, we really connected on every level. It was amazing. I mean, it was true love. All right. Then it doesn't matter if that's someone who doesn't look like this. Because if it's true love, the connection was God's, and it was all this, that, and the other, then I guess this was the person you were meant to be with no matter what, right? Yeah. Uh-uh. Not when you find out it's a fat Polynesian guy. It's just not the case anymore. So it was just he was after the trophy girl who he made work for him. And and again, if it was like a big fat weird, you know, dudeish looking girl, would it have been the same? And that was him, a college guy who liked this hot chick who was saying everything you need to say, and and all the evidence pointed to she's not there. But but then they got into and I you know, you get yelled at at home when you're watching because when they did that, and then the memes started and they started to I forgot about the tailing, which was tebowing, yeah. where guys would act like they were with a girlfriend. We, it, and, they had their arm around nothing. Or, yeah, it was empty. Um, they did the thing of uh, it was uh, uh, Manti Teo girlfriend night at uh, at the, this one ballpark, and every other seat was empty. It was it, <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> it, it, I mean, they had. I mean, so I started laughing. It's like, that's not funny. I'm like, they're they're crushing human emotion with this documentary, and they're doing a great job. But a grain of salt with it. Don't be Manti Teo. Watch this thing and go, first off, his NFL career didn't work out, not because he was mentally ruined. He wasn't mentally good to begin with. It's because he's constantly injured. His his foot broke day one, preseason, game one. I think they played the Seahawks, Chargers Seahawks. Breaks his foot or busts it up badly. And then five weeks go by, he comes back, it's not the same. He has foot problems all year. His first three years, goes to the Saints, pulls his Achilles, Goes to the Bears in 2020 for COVID season and couldn't walk. They cut him. He was on the practice squad and he was like, I didn't even realize he was there. To be yeah, honest, they yeah. didn't because he was done. Yeah. He was. He was. I mean, all these NFL teams weren't seeing a mentally destroyed guy. They saw a, a complete athlete trying to make a comeback. And if he can come back, 
He's, but he couldn't. He can stay the whole, yeah, healthy. His, his entire career was an injury-plagued mess. That's why Manti Teo didn't pan out in the NFL. And that's the story of a ton of them. And they tried to make it seem like this person did that to him, or he'd have made $20, 30000000 million. And I also remember him coming out of college, like his, he was slow. And that was why I was like, I don't want... You know, it had just kind of happened with the the girlfriend thing, and that was. A but they were part. selling the uh, ball hawk. He's a ball hawk, but yeah. it was college ball hawk, and he's he's crushing Nevada. He's he's just he's putting up huge numbers against bad teams. Alabama in the championship game made him look foolish. Like him. against good competition, this guy doesn't show up. It, documentaries are so weird, and I love them, but I don't like the ones that take this thing and make it like. They try to tap your heart. I like the ones that just show you everything. Like, there's no narrator. There's no, like, uh, you know, the person who's the subject isn't the executive producer trying to paint a picture to the rest of the public of who they are. And he gives a great speech at the end of it about how he's going to be stronger and better. And, you know, I have to, he, he's basically saying, I'm going to take all your jokes. I'm going to take everything that people think about me. And I'm going to try to make this documentary for one person who's gone through a similar. So it's basically for, for gullible people who have been catfished. But it didn't teach you. There needs to be a documentary saying uh, where he says, don't be a f- idiot. That's that's what it should have been called. Manti Teo. Don't be a f- idiot. Because he is. So what's he doing now? Did they say? They or? didn't say. They really? Didn't really say. He's just down in Hawaii probably. He'll be doing a speaking coaching. circuit. Coaching. Sure. These are his total numbers, his whole career. 307 tackles, one and a half sacks, a forced fumble, two interceptions. His first interception came off Tom Brady. I remember that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just basically a guy who was injured. But they make it seem like he was so mentally distraught he couldn't possibly play the game normally. I mean, he's like, I I just had no confidence anymore. Yeah, your foot was broken. You didn't have the speed you had. Your confidence disappeared when your abilities were limited course that, that's everybody in the nfl the game doesn't slow down for your injury so it's uh it's i will tell you this one out of five stars now ask megan and it's a five out of five and an expose on a horrible person and i'm like yes but again two things can be because we disagreed on the internet's most hated man documentary that i said if those people that were chasing him around the whole time would have just shut up this goes away they made a huge deal out of one girl's boobs being on a website nobody knew about. And then, you know, 12,000 people saw my boobs. Like, lady, you would show your boobs for the right price. Second, and, like she and was, she's on that documentary. Yeah, she's selling the whole new, you know, potential career. 100% dying to show people her boobs if somebody gives her a job in, in movies because that's what she wanted to be. And her mom wouldn't stop being like, my baby's going to be a star and you ruined it. And Hunter Moore, and both things can be true. He's awful, and they're starved for attention. And it was that documentary. I'm kind of like, I don't know that the dude did much wrong outside of hack people's computers. He was, he was a dick, and he's in jail for it, which is the right thing for the hacking of the computer part. Her life being over because of it—that's her choice to make it that big a deal. I know that if my PP got out on the internet. For a while, I'd be like, oh, geez, this is uncomfortable. I don't like this at all. And revenge porn should be illegal. Like, if you send it, if I send, if Brady and I are having uh, copious amounts of homosexual sex, and I'm sending him hot photos at night that Brady can please himself to, which he's asked. Oh. Uh, Here we go. And suddenly you're putting it up on the websites. Yeah, I'm going to be a little embarrassed. But I'm going to ignore it. I'm going to just let her fly. You're still not butthole girl. 
<laughs> right. And she liked being butthole girl. If I was butthole boy and I had T-shirts printed, I don't care that anybody sees my butthole. I think that's my calling card. We had that happen here years ago. Yeah. A guy here had it yeah. happen to him. Revenge porn's miserable. Oh, yeah. But he had the right move to just grin, bear it, and just go, this This is a website nobody sees if I don't make too big a deal out of it. All I have to do is ask my friends, who I know have gotten this email sent to them, please don't make this big for me. Help me out. Yeah. And we all did. Because we all were like, this is garbage. She's a horrible person for putting this out there. Like a big website she put together with his pee on it. And I looked. I'm like, yeah, you got nothing to worry about, kid. You got one of them average size knockers. You're good. You're fine. And I remember talking to him, going, "Man, this sucks, but this will pass." And you know, just keep walking. You walk forward. You'll you'll be all right. This will all be in your rearview mirror. Feels like everything now, but it's not. But you know, if you've got you know, revenge porn should be illegal, absolutely. But if you're on a, prior to it being illegal, and again, I struggled with the girl taking nude photos of herself for no one. I didn't even have a boyfriend. I just took some. I saved them in my phone. Decided to do it one day. Yeah. Okay. Nobody does that. You were sending those to somebody. Those were going out. No, 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 no. So you had them in your back pocket for the time you did want to send naked pictures? No, they were just for me. No, they're not. What are you going to do when you're 60? Look back at your... Your snooch shots and just go, God, that was a nice looking snooch when I was 20. No, you won't even have that same phone. But it'll be in the cloud. She's hoping maybe she got a couple of um, commercials, a couple of parts, and then um, get tapped in that um, fappening. Maybe. Here's the thing about snooch shots, ladies, and you all, all, decent ladies know this. Dumb ladies don't. You take 10 or 11 snooch shots, you go through. It's like uh, senior photos. You take 10 or 11, you pick the best ones, and you delete the other ones. If they're on the cloud, at that point, and you get hacked, it's your fault. If you're, if you're keeping your discards hanging around, and they get hacked, eh. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your snooch is going out on the air. That's about that's, that's what it is. You gotta you, you pick your good snooch. You send it to Brett at bvestley at 98kupd.com. <laughs> you delete your bad ones and you move on. That's yeah. it. Only send the good ones, please. Exactly. Hope Solo, that that picture of her vagina, that don't do it, Cube, that he always sends it to me every time I mention her, but that picture of that cavern she was holding, that couldn't have been one of her, you know, that, that couldn't be the one she told Duke Photography to roll with for the yearbook. That was a discard. She kept it in her phone. It got hacked. What I'm wondering is, it didn't really answer, but how she got hacked. Who? The girl in that documentary. Um, oh, because that one guy, it's like, why would he, of all the people, so she had to have photos out there or something. Well, that, I don't know if she was on Facebook and she was kind of hot and he knew about her. That's what I'm kinda, saying. Some yeah. dudes just he troll Facebook into for it. hot girls yeah. and then they get into the Facebook and you can get into the other stuff. But again, if you've got naked pictures of yourself, like I'm sure, you know, uh, Miss New Booty sent a shot or two of the snoocher direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And she's probably taken. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's probably <laughs> taken seven or eight of the snooch. Probably. Before, yeah, I don't know. Goes, nah, that one, uh, too much hair. Nope, that one's got a pimple or something. She gets the perfect shot. 
Fires well, yeah, it over to you. Everybody does. Of yeah. course it is. You're not taking one dick pic and going, "That's the keeper." You look and go, "Jesus, that's well, the shading makes that thing look like I'm a child." And, that, and then you try to do angles. It's not quite stiff, but it's a little bit. And then you take, of course, and then you delete the other ones. You don't keep them for later. Those were the get rids. Stupid. Justin, or what was it? Duke Photography was the one that did my seniors. It was like, uh, there was like 600 pictures. I picked one. Yeah. One. But my senior photos were, uh, you might have had the same one. I had a catastrophe of a photographer who had T-Rex arm with, um, his right arm was T-Rex, and it was all swollen like a water weenie. Oh, no, I didn't have that. Yeah, and he kept touching my face with that arm. Oh. Move to the left. Gentle. Move, uh-uh, it wasn't gentle. It was the creepiest goddamn thing ever. It was like a... It was like a wild animal just reaching out at you. I'm sitting there flinching the whole time. And then he wanted me to relax. I'm like, stop touching me with the thing. And his left hand's taking all the good things. He had to have known that. And his right right gummy hand, that Chris Ah. Elliott from Scary Movie hand, is moving my face. So all my pictures, I just look scared. And it's hard to take good pictures of me anyway. So one photo, that was it for my senior picture. I went there and he's like, you don't like any of the photos? I'm like, no. I spent two hours here. I changed my clothes three times, and all of these are... I'm creeped out by the horror show that was taking my photo and touching me with that glop on. That, that was me. I picked, I picked the least of the worst. I mean, it was the least worst one. It was just... Yeah, ugh. that'll do. This is, this is forever. Was this it is, in studio, or did you go to a location? In studio. I wasn't going to waste time. Yeah, it was, it's also August. I had to go remote. Yeah, but you had summertime in Ohio. Yeah, this or was, fall. This or was whatever, May, yeah. June, July in Phoenix. When they took those, photos. oh yeah, so you're just yeah. and you have that's got to gotta be indoors, put, you know, long sleeves and suits and sweaters and yeah, yeah, sweaters. No, yeah, you'd, you'd have been a swampy mess, and especially with that bubble arm. There's no way that guy's still alive. So unhealthy, but just this big, full of fluid forearm. That's it looked like a trash bag full of gel, and it would move like he'd, when it would when he'd lift it, like his hand would go up above his shoulder. The gel would sack down to his elbow. It's, it's like lifting a Ziploc bag. Yeah, it was just uh, awful. It's like a burrito arm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Filled and, and up. It, and- so when he put his hand straight down, because his right arm didn't do any camera work, because it couldn't reach far enough out, it would have to be real close. He'd put his arm down, and then the gel would go over his like half of his hand, like a, a it was like part of Perhaps a. Wrap that thing in foil. Oh God! <laughs> it was yeah. Just just stop being a person who has a job in public. That you have to touch people. Use the good hand, but that had had to hold the camera. Oh, it was awful. So my senior photos were bad. Now, if that guy's taking shots of my snooch, same thing. <laughs> I got 400 shots of your snooch. You only want one? Yeah, and I want the rest destroyed. You destroy it. That's what Playboy used to promise. Like, we go through, you, you'd get a right of refusal, and all the rest of the pictures are destroyed. We, we don't keep the bad. We don't keep the outtakes. They leave that out on the documentary on Hugh Hefner. Yeah, I've watched a couple of those. He's got a few. There. But if they didn't, if the girl was too dumb to go in and say, "Yeah, all the pictures that you have of me, I, I want some ownership of that, and you can have ownership of the ones that I approve," then she's an idiot. Then he's got six hundred photos of her naked. Manti Teo documentary. He was an idiot, and it should be a lesson to anybody else that if you've had a boyfriend or girlfriend you've never met, it's bad. Break up. I don't even like blind dates. Uh, of course let alone not. start a relationship with somebody I've never met. 
you have to be such a desperate weirdo to be in a relationship with someone you've never met and like commit. Nope, we're committed. Like we're not even. We've never like been in the same room. I mean, before that, before the actual catfishing and even having photos, they're exchanging letters and falling in love over overseas. Yeah. You're an idiot. I, I'll never look at you different. I fell in love with my wife. You ever met her? No, 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 I never met her. It might be better, actually. We got married. Never met the lady. Seems great. The relationship's going strong. <laughs> the best thing about a marriage is never meeting your spouse. I think that's a solid move. But yeah, Manti, and it's just the documentary is, it's pathetic. Give it a peek if you're a person in a relationship and the other person is uh, someone you've never, you know, shook hands with. <laughs> We've been together for three years. Never, never even like shook her hand. Nope. You're an idiot. I, I consider you idiot number one in my life. I send her money in books all the time. Okay. Idiot move two. She's got cancer. Idiot move three. <laughs> and I know it would be, I don't even think I'd have a hard time breaking up with a person. Well, we've been dating for three years. I never met her and she's got cancer. I'm going to break up with her tomorrow. Why? I don't need this. It's an awful lot of drama for somebody I don't know. So was he slaying on the side, did he say? No. What a he, pussy. He, he was, he's very, very, very Mormon. Ugh. So I think God was leading him, and he kept saying that. God never interesting makes... interesting why he, uh, you know, to Notre Dame, I know it's a better program than BYU. Right. Well, At he was going to go to USC. And then, and then USC. And then God big... told him to go to Notre Dame. As he was praying, somebody came up and goes, I'd love to see his fighting Irish. He goes, that's God. That's how susceptible he was to suggestion. He's in a church. He's like, dear Heavenly Father, please help me decide where to go to college. I really want to go to USC. And some guy goes, hey, Manti, doing great. Where are you going? He goes, I think I'm going to USC. And he goes, man, I'd love to see you in the Fighting Irish. And he goes, well, I just asked God. So the next person that said go here, he was What's going. What's the sign? There. He was going. That's how susceptible he was, how gullible he was to the power. And God has a plan for him. Well, God's plan sucked for you. This whole thing that happened with this, that, his plan just but you like crazy. So, yeah, he was very gullible, and you could see it. Like, he was raised to be a gullible sort. Like, if he's in the throes of Jesus, the next thing that happened, he, he'd have gone to Mesa Community College if that guy in the church would have said, love to see you as this Thunderbird out there in Mesa. <laughs> like, huh? Yep, that USC Sign. sounds nice. But, and he'd be, yeah, on signing day, I'm going to Mesa Community College. Some dude in a church said it when I asked. Yeah. So if, if uh, that guy had never wandered through church and told him to go to Notre Dame, he'd have been at USC. It would have been totally different. And the Tuiasa Sopo family, the guy that uh, catfished him, was all of the football players, the, the quarterback and the linebacker and the lineman and all that. He was they, a cousin. Same family, yeah. Crazy. Worth a peek, but... To me, it just became a public service announcement for any idiot out there who's in a long-distance, never-met-em relationship. Break it off right now. Send me the email. I'll help proofread it. I'll throw in a few extras. Send me the email that says we're done here. And then go change your number. You're with, an, you're with a grifter. What about the next 60 days they have to meet face-to-face? Yeah. Or, Get that out or, of the Yeah. With the way air travel works or yeah. FaceTime, you demand a FaceTime. I watched that catfish show, and I'm like, FaceTime. Zoom. Oh, my internet's down. All right, go to an internet cafe. Go to work. Give me a Zoom meeting or this is over. I can't. I just don't. We're done here. You're, you're, you're 
cheesing me. This is all fake right now. If they can't give you a phone call of their face, Something let alone you're being fooled. Uh, send you a video of anything, you know, just well, video. You can fake a video because Lene had a they because they doctored up a video to show that because eventually after she was dead, she called him back. Oh, By the way, I'm still alive. The dead? And he bought it. <laughs> How'd she come back from the dead? She called to say I'm not dead and then sent a picture of him holding a piece of paper with the current date on it. What an asshole. Like being hostage. And he's like, like oh, hostage. what's going on? Instead of just going, you know what? F*** you. I'm suing you. You know, he just, he, he was lost in the rapture. Yeah. Only believe the person in front of you is real if you can prove it. Photos, FaceTime, anything. You're an idiot to, to fall for this stuff. Talking to you, person who's driving around going, but she loves me. I don't care that she's in Ireland. Nope, she doesn't. And there's plenty of people here. Dump your Irish girlfriend today. Let me tell you that. No <laughs> Irish girl's worth dating anyway. They make ginger kids. Uh, let's get a wake-up song. 585-9800. A good one to scream it together because we all really exist. It's 98KUPD. Wake up! Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said fully erect. You've been listening to Holmberg's Morning Sickness Podcast, brought to you by our friends at Eric's Family Barbecue in Avondale. Meet, mesquite, repeat. Eric'sFamilyBBQ.com.